kids, it's your old pal Gorag. How the hell are you doing? Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. I know what you're thinking. Gorag, is this some trap to lure us into some sex cult called LoneStarButtons.com? Close, but you'd be incorrect, sir or madam. For this is just a humble, small business sponsoring a lowly podcast. That being said, if you have a project you want to promote and you don't want to spend a lot of money, I highly recommend getting some promotional buttons made. Just come to Adam Stimpy Jones, the owner of the company, with your design and he will make it a reality. Lone Star Buttons offers their products at great prices, but that's not enough. Not for me. Wait, what? Do you have a coupon code? Yeah, it's called call the guy, email the guy, tell him you heard about him through the podcast and he'll throw some shit in for free. It's a long coupon code, but it'll work. Trust me. To get in touch with Lone Star Buttons, you can email them at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, as I said before. Place your order. You can tell him Gorag sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. But Gorag, that's sexual harassment. It's harassment, alright? And secondly, you can just blame me. I'm a demon. What are they going to do? Nothing. Also, if you want to take part in the show, Gorag, what does that mean? What do I have to do? It's easy. Send us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a news story, an urban legend, a friend question, tips on how to make this show better. We don't care. We want to hear from you. If email's not your thing, join us on Facebook or Instagram or go to our website. You don't have to do all of these things. Just do one thing. Take your pick. We just want to know that you're out there and that you enjoy the show. Actually, scratch that. I don't give a fuck. But the guys, the fellas, some nights they cry themselves to sleep. They want digi hugs. Anyway, company pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your hosts, Gabe Google Meat Eater and Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Doing the groundhog from Caddyshack. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm all right. Anyway, hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode one, two, three of the Re- Re- Revenge of the World podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Gabe Dieter. You can Google me. And uh, Bitch and Brennan Birch is by my side once again. Hello. What's up, everybody? What's up, Brennan? What's up? Let's let's ask someone that can actually answer. Well, what's let, up, Brennan? Let me ask what's up with you because why? Whenever. I went no. so just before the show. Whenever uh-huh. you were out, you know, getting your phone and kind of doing some business in the yeah. house. Yeah, uh, I used the bathroom that we have here in the studio, mm-hmm. and I looked over into the shower that is in the bathroom in the studio, and I noticed two extension cords in your shower. <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm asking you is, are you feeling okay? <laughs> it's private, bro. Yeah, private. Are, are, are you having some troubles? <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Do, do we need to call anybody? Nope. Nope. No? You good? Nope. Especially not the government. Okay. <laughs> I'm not stockpiling gasoline in my art studio. Okay. Well, that's good. To kill all the <clears throat> whatever. <laughs> okay. Just take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, how's it going, Brennan? Uh, it's, it's going pretty well. Sorry, I was late today. My yeah, mom 
had a uh, emergency. I had to go down the street and uh, take care of it. But uh, you know, <laughs> there's still blood on your knuckles. <laughs> it made, whoa! It made me think of uh, my granddad and how crotchety he was in his fifties and sixties. Yeah, and uh, it might have been because he was pulling everybody's ass out of the fire all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it probably gets annoying over time. Yeah. And so I, I take it you've inherited that mantle? I I don't think so. No? No. I, I take care of myself and try to take care of my mom when I can. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of life with whenever your, your parents are getting My older. granddad, however, took care of his six kids yeah. and three grandkids. Mm-hmm. Like, impossible for me to even think about doing. Yeah. For one, I, don't, I didn't have, like, <laughs> I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> he would... That's basically his, what his role was, was uh, putting out fires with some dollar bills. Yeah, just just throwing money into the fire, yeah. trying to keep everybody warm. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's rough. What a good uh, what a good soul that guy had. Yeah. Okay, so what are you doing? What, what are you up to? What am I doing? What am I up to? Oh, nothing much, really. I've just kind of been skating a lot, getting back into that a little more. Are you, did you learn how to bunny hop yet? Yeah, I learned how to bunny hop and how to, how to tic-tac and... Tick tac, yeah. pop a oh, wheelie. Man, that's that's such a weird uh, coincidence. Use that term. Why is that? <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. Uh, more, foreshadowing. more foreshadowing, man. This, this is a very this dramatic is, uh, episode. It's like uh, Westworld. You're kind of yeah. showing the end first. Yeah, it's it's like an M. Not Shyamalan movie. You're showing the cups <laughs> of water all over the house, but eventually it's all gonna mean something. Oh man, <laughs> gotta bring it back to the gotta, science, huh? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, my girlfriend and I started watching. Uh, what was it? The village. Her name's Jessica. Brandon. Her name is Jessica. But yeah, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to add any more confusion. Okay. To have two Jessicas. We don't actually share a girlfriend. Uh, my wife is named the Babe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so the Babe and I are not in a relationship. We don't watch movies together all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we started watching The Village and didn't finish it because it was kind of boring. <laughs> the Village. The Village is boring. Uh, it takes a long time to yeah. get going. It's yeah. a slow burn. Yeah. And I don't know that it's enough of a payoff to really stick mm, with. Once you've seen it, I would say no. Yeah, I, I don't know that she has seen it. I think maybe not. Oh, well, <laughs> let her watch it, you selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm not very good at relationships. <laughs> uh, you got to fall on your sword every once in a while, Brennan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah. Any other, uh, have you watched anything else lately? Uh, mm. not really. I don't know. There's, uh, no- nothing new. I don't know. I'm just, just... I've been on a, um, Hanna-Barbera Heroes kit. Yes. It's insane. For one, the lack, <laughs> the amount of carnage without the, with the lack of blood. Yeah. <laughs> is incredible for these TV shows. <laughs> That were shown to children in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen living beings turn to dust. (laughs) Well, I mean, those children were watching Vietnam on TV. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I have Birdman, Mm -hmm. the Herculoids, Thundar the Barbarian, and Space Ghost. Yeah. They're all the same. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Basically, I mean... It's all essentially the same mask. I mean, Space Ghost and the guy from... uh, Birdman? Yeah, Birdman. I think what Thunder too is kind of. There's a character on Thunder, isn't there? That's kind of similar. Oh, you're thinking of Mitor. Mitor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
See, that all, all that stuff kind of blurs together. I mean, like, I feel like it's all the same show. They all have like weapons that project powers. Yeah, and it's that no doubt they, we're probably giving them cancer from radiation. The only thing, yo, that most definitely. The only thing that really changes between all the shows is how they deal with the villains. Yeah, like they all wreck shop on villains, of course. But so I went through. I finished all of the Herculoids, which was. <laughs> Uh, Did the story resolve itself? <laughs> no, no, it just ended. It ended. It ended the way it began. Just fucking some some villain was trying to uh, destroy the Herculoids for some unknown reason. You know, it's like they say. You know, if if everybody's trying to be your enemy, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell are the Herculoids? Maybe Space Ghost was just a dick. He might have been. Like it was something like. Uh, 38 episodes maybe of uh, Herculoids, and they all wanted to destroy the Herculoids. Yeah, They're all all the villains every episode. Their only goal was to destroy the Herculoids. <laughs> yep. Maybe the Herculoids were just beating the shit out of everyone, and they got tired of it. That's probably no. I think a couple of these guys could should have <clears throat> combined forces, and uh, yeah, I mean the Herculoids only got by by the skin of their teeth most of the time. Yeah. But, uh, so really just like two of them, any two of those villains could man, if they got the upper hand, they just laid waste to whatever you got. <laughs> like some poor bastards had their whole civilization wiped out. <laughs> they don't fuck around them Herculoid dudes. No. Like I remember all of those shows being on when I was a kid. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you what a single episode was about or like what the story was or, you know, like, like I said, like all the shows just, there was a weird. villain, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure there was a villain. And uh space ghost would kicked sh- his ass, shoot right? rays out of his hands and rocks would explode and- there you go what's yeah. to remember that's yeah. it okay all right <laughs> that that's that's the, that's the thing that's the thing um birdman was pretty disappointing like the villains are all like secret agent type uh villains they're they're just kind of boring right and the animation was like a big step down mm-hmm. from all the other series that i've watched so far <sighs> it was just i don't know weird that 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 i thought that was going to be my favorite show yeah and it was just a big letdown that's a bummer damn you alex tooth did you watch any uh johnny quest i got that in today uh i i like johnny quest (laughs) yeah me too a lot yeah like i love like the whole style of like the way that everything's drawn yeah like the frogmen it was like super science uh villains instead of magicians (laughs) yeah it it was a little more fantastic four kind of yeah 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 Hanna-Barbera made a Fantastic Four series. I didn't even know that until I started this whole kick. Well, they did, like, the Spider-Man, too, didn't they? Like, the Spider-Man cartoons. Amazing Spider-Man? Um, I think they did one in the 60s. Yeah. Was, uh, maybe six not, Six frames though. per second kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know Mar- Marvel had a bunch of cartoons in the 60s, but I, th- I think only the Fantastic Four was Hanna-Barbera's. Hmm. But, yeah, I did a little... Um, I keep seeing uh, Alex Toth's name at the beginning of these shows. Yeah. And I thought it might be neat to uh, look into what he did. Yeah. And he's like, <clears throat> it was so interesting. Like, this is the guy I should have researched a long time ago to kind of get a little more direction of what I should be doing in art. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't. Like, I mean, like having seen your work it's over weird, all these years, it's, it's like kind of a weird parallel. It, huh? It's like you've kind of run parallel with each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, like, he created so many characters and used them. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then threw them away. Right. But he would always revolve around uh, a singular character that he designed. Like, like he would design a shitload of villains mm-hmm. and 
just every episode throw him against they would fight the hero. That guy yeah yeah i i didn't have that kind of you just never created foresight. a hero no, yeah you're right <laughs> I think that's the thing it's just a bunch of assholes you, yeah you, you just made all the jerks <laughs> yeah you're right maybe you're you should, right. maybe you should develop a hero man kind of <laughs> a hero to get his ass kicked a little way. little tension there yeah that's uh that's, that's not a bad idea that's the ticket the hero will be the villain, and the villains will be the heroes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Should take it out of this dump. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. This is my house, bro. Uh, so, should we read a little bit of uh, history on Alex Toth? Yeah, sure. I got this paper right in front of us. Yeah, I know. This is, like, the first time we've had, like, a paper. Like, yeah. multiple pages stapled together. Hey, man. <laughs> This is this is this is some highfalutin shit right it's here. It's just us, so we gotta step it step yeah. it up in our uh, quality yeah. section. I think. Uh, let's see. Um, why don't you go? You're you're a good reader, right? Uh, not particularly. I'm <laughs> not trying right. to do this at all. But here we go. Uh, okay, so Toth settled in Los Angeles and uh, worked primarily for Dell Comics until 1960. Uh, in that year, Toth became art director of the Space Angel animated science fiction show. I've never heard of this. Yeah, neither, I've never heard of Space Angel either. I don't, I don't, that sounds like dog shit, but it's probably really funny. Uh, <laughs> Space Angel? Sometimes dog shit is dog shit, though. Yeah, but I mean, and, uh, like Space Angel, that's such a stupid concept. Yeah. Uh, surely he didn't create that. He just designed characters, right? Uh, I, I mean, I art director, yeah. So. He created the character Space Ghost and the animated series of the same name. His other creations include the Herculoids, Birdman, and the Galaxy Trio, and Dino Boy in the Lost Valley. What the hell's Dino Boy in the Lost Valley? I'm Dino Boy is fucking crazy. <laughs> well, it sounds crazy, yeah. Uh, okay, so a plane flies over this valley. Okay. Full of dinosaurs. Man-eating, or dinosaur-eating dinosaurs <laughs> that right there how many how many questions <laughs> for some reason the plane doesn't go down yet this boy parachutes out of this airplane okay uh into this jungle he's about to be eaten by something and this giant caveman grabs him and pulls him into the tree to safety okay uh my first question was why did he jump out of the plane? Because the plane didn't crash. It just that was your flying. first question? That was my first. This is all in the intro of the, of the show. My first question is, where the fuck did the dinosaurs come from? What? It's fantasy, Brennan. I, uh, Why is a caveman there? The only caveman in the whole fucking show. <laughs> and he's there to save this little kid. Anyway, this little kid has a... Uh, uh, they call him Dino Boy. And he has a pet, Brontosaurus. I think Bronto, <laughs> of course, and he rides around on Bronto, who is really just a dumb version of Dino, and Dino's pretty dumb. Dino is pretty damn but dumb. Bronto's, he's up there with stupidity. Uh, <laughs> Why would you ride an animal that stupid? That's terrible. He's the comedic relief. Okay, because uh, every time the the Dino Boy's in danger, you don't know if Bronto's gonna pull through for him or not. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all he wants him to do is go get the caveman. <laughs> That's it. Um, I don't know. Where are we? Uh, uh, I don't know. We're still, okay, so... Uh, so he worked as a storyboard and design artist until 1968, and then again in 73 when he was assigned to Australia for five months to produce the TV series of Super Friends. I didn't I had no idea that Super Friends was Australia animation. <laughs> yeah. And Alex Toth had a, a hand in it. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah, well, what, why did they have to go to Australia to do that? What <laughs> characters did he design that didn't come out of DC Comics? 
Well, I mean, he had to make the yeah, look for animation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. come on. Uh, he continued. Um, so he worked for Warren. He was doing yeah. Eerie and Creepy and The Rook, which I've never heard of. But Eerie, Eerie and, and creepy, creepy. Love them. That's pretty badass. That's the cool shit. Uh, see, for DC Comics, he drew the first issue of The Witching Hour and introduced the series Three Witches. Uh, he did a comic book tie-in for Hot Wheels for a Hot Wheels animated series, apparently, which I've never seen. Yeah. I think that was the GoBots. Yeah. <laughs> These cars suck. <laughs> they must turn into robots. <laughs> so he did a bunch of war comics, you know, see our army at war, our fighting forces, you know, I don't know. But yeah, let's see. Drawing lots of airplanes, drawing lots of, you know, I don't know if you've ever like really looked much into his artwork, but like a lot of like the, the way that he would design, you know, mechanical stuff was really, really cool. Like his, it's just really, I mean, it, w- it was like not super psychedelic Jack Kirby, you know, mm-hmm. like the way that he would design like mechanical stuff was really, really awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> he did some detective comics, did. Yeah. He was a working. Yeah, artist. He, was, he was just a working illustrator for a and long he was time. Really talented. And the fucking hardcore thing that I love about this guy is yeah. the way he dies. Oh, hell yeah. He died at his drawing table. <laughs> yeah. That's so rad. He went that, out like a, a true artist. Just grinding out a paycheck, man. That's yeah. that's so rad. God. He died doing what he loved. Um, shackle. Cranking out shackle. pages. Yeah. Not talking to his family. Making little money. Making like $300 a book. Yeah. Uh, he died in 06 yeah. uh, from a heart attack. His ashes were scattered into the Pacific Ocean. Where they were retrieved by Dino Boy. <laughs> and the Super Friends. And his- Dumbass dinosaur. <laughs> so, Alex Toth, animation hero. Yeah. So I've yet to uh, really make a dent. I've I've gotten through Herculoids. Um, still have Space Ghost, Thundar. Yeah. Johnny Quest. God, Johnny Quest is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give you the files when I'm done. Yeah, please do. Uh, you know, speaking of, actually, the Venture Brothers is coming back. Oh no shit. Yeah, coming up. Uh, like next month, it's gonna start back up. Wow, that's like. It's been years in the he- making. Heavily inspired by Toth's work. Oh, well, Johnny Quest is in the show. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's awesome. It's it's the revival of uh, Hanna-Barbera, basically. Uh-huh. Yep, best thing Cartoon Network ever did. Yep. All right, uh, you want to hit up some news? Yeah, let's hit up some news. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, so I guess continuing. You can, you go for this, bro. Yeah, continuing on the topic of uh, dead illustrators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve Ditko, RIP. RIP, yeah. Steve Ditko. Co creator of Spider Man and Doctor Strange with Stan Lee. Yep. Died at the age of 90 of arteriosclerotic and hypertensive cardiovascular disease. This is hilarious to me. And I don't find death to be hilarious, but the way this article was like. He died of heart disease. Yeah. He was fucking 90. Yeah. He, he died, died of, of natural causes. <laughs> he died of being 90. I mean, yeah. Like, oh my God. How, how much they longer do you want this guy? autopsy on this guy. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Did they suspect foul play? <laughs> like, oh man. He died at his artist table. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope not. That would be sad if Steve Ditko was still having to work at 90. Well, after what's. Uh, Stanley did to him. Yeah, after how Stanley treated everybody. I know, like, uh, in the Marvel press release, they were all they tried to give him co-creator credit on everything, but nobody gave him a co-creator check. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Shame, Marvel. Shame. S M H. Yeah. I almost don't don't feel bad for the way that Stanley is getting treated now. <laughs> by his handlers. Yeah, he was shit. He was a shifty dude, but he, he was uh, he was shitty to a lot of people for a long time, and yeah. now he's getting exploited. <laughs> his poor his poor fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a jacket I got from work. Okay, it cost me like it's a really nice jacket. Yeah, it's very warm, comfortable. It cost me like ten bucks because I got it through the company. Yeah, they gave you the option to embroider your name on it, but I didn't. <laughs> I put Steve Ditko. Oh the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Things so they embroidered his name on my jacket. Yeah, I remember. I got one made as well. Uh, it said Brandon Borch on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think I still have it somewhere. It's a comfortable jacket. It's good stuff. Very warm. Hey, they'll, they'll dish it out. Nice little to, knockoff uh, Chinese Carhartt. It's good stuff. Carhartt. What is that? What is Carhartt? It's workwear, man. It's for people that work. Okay. Ew. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh. A Florida man facing eviction was arrested Thursday after he plotted to set a, a fire to a Miami par- apartment building because he wanted to, quote, kill all Jews, unquote. <laughs> end quote. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. So he this went, is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So. Did you Wal- see the picture? Yeah. Walter Edler Stolper. How does a 72-year-old man get 100 gallons of gasoline inside his apartment? Yeah, into an apartment building with nobody noticing. That's fucking crazy. I mean, surely this was a retirement community, which leads me to believe that there's like some sort of like, there's like people monitoring what's happening in this place, right? There should be some sort of security. You would think Maybe so. a medical staff, if it's like that kind of thing. I don't really know. And what did he have against Jews? Yeah, I mean, this guy's like 70. That's, he's he 72. Was- he's like too old to be, you know... A pre-existing Nazi from Germany. I mean, though, though the name Walter Edward, Edward Stolper, that's pretty... He could have been a Nazi youth. Uh, no, he would have been, like, what, three? Uh, like, yeah, by true. the end of the war? So Maybe he uh, immigrated from Argentina. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Um, but if you have a problem with Jews, why are you moving to Miami? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, why, why do you have a problem with Jews if you choose to live in Florida? Yeah, I mean, come on, That's dude. where all... All old people go to Florida. Yeah. And you're bound to run into some Jews. Yeah. Just like everywhere else. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know a weird place I found Jews? Where? Mexico City. Mexico City, really? Where, uh, what is it called? Um, like Hasidic? Like, like with uh, the curly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, like a whole neighborhood of them. Really? Yeah. We, we, uh, we drove through the neighborhood and you would see them just walking down the street. Man. Pair, you know, paired up. That's interesting. Um, for safety, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Huh. Man. Well, don't that beat all. Uh, so, like, yeah, this guy, he had, like, fans going, like, and he, like, was pouring the gasoline down his garbage chute, right? What? Yeah, he was, like, pouring all the ga- he was pouring all the gasoline, like, down his garbage chute or whatever, like, to get it all in there. And he had, like, fans to kind of, like, help stoke the flames, and he locked the door so the fire department couldn't get in. What the fuck? Yeah, he, like went all out like he was really trying to burn this place to the ground holy shit like that that's such a nobody noticed him bringing all this shit up to his apartment <laughs> and put it together I just, I just don't get it yeah he's charged with attempted murder and attempted arson yeah of course yeah oh all the expletive jews to kill all of them hmm. huh. so apparently uh, he was going to be evicted and he thought that you know his I, jewish neighbor had something to do with it yeah hmm. oh, man man <laughs> what do you even say about that? I don't know. This is so fucking cre- disturbing. I mean, yeah. see, yeah, yeah, 28 containers of gasoline, sulfur powder, potassium nitrate. Like, 
He was building a bomb out of his apartment. That building would have been reduced to ashes. Uh, I don't think he really knew what he was... I think he knew enough what he was doing, but not... Well, he poured gasoline down the drain. That's going to spread to other parts of the yeah. the building. That could blow up the sewage, too. Yeah. Like, un- underneath the street. There's got to be a lot of gas under there. Eh, 28 gallons. That's not that much. 28 gallons per container. Oh, per container? Yeah, there were, like, 20 containers Oh, in there. okay. That's what I'm misunderstanding. It was, okay. like, a ton... It was, like, stacks. Rows and stacks of containers. Damn. Full. That's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> what a psycho. <laughs> was he planning on doing this while he was in the building? I mean, I, I don't know how he would detonate all that gasoline without being there. Maybe he had one of those uh, those birds that dip their beak. <laughs> like in fucking Dark Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had a little plunger marked TNT into a box. And he plugged his ears. <laughs> oh, man. He, what an he, idiot. He stepped on the, out on his balcony and shut the door <laughs> after he throws a match in. Oh, man. Just hope the match doesn't go out. <sighs> Next story, Brennan. Okay. <laughs> so, this reminds me of uh, the Herculoids. Okay. <laughs> and how they completely devastate their enemies. <laughs> All of their enemies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, a crocodile killed an Indonesian man. So, his like village. Yeah, that's in his <laughs> nature. Uh, his village slaughtered nearly 300 crocodiles man can you imagine being that popular <laughs> no like if a crocodile killed me i don't think anyone would do shit they kill that crocodile i don't think so or... I, I, I don't think any of my friends would come out of the woodwork in machetes with like a, an axe to grind or a machete to grind ew, against crocodiles brennan i'd follow that blood trail and i'd take vengeance for you really until it hit the water then you know i yeah, can't pick yeah, it out yeah that's, that's a lot of swimming yeah okay i see it i get it <laughs> It's not safe. Yeah, it's crocodiles not. There's are crocodiles their in there, man. <laughs> They're at their weakest on land. Yeah. Um. Who am I kidding? I would, uh, yeah. I'm See? not going after a crocodile. And you know what? I, I, w- I wouldn't blame you. That's that's totally reasonable for you to not want to do that. My you 357 Magnum, on the other hand. Yeah. I've never shot it, so who, who could see? I didn't know you had a gun. Yes, sir. That's scary. Why? I don't know. <laughs> because <scary>. it's me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. You... <laughs> You, you you find yourself in some weird corners of the internet, man. I don't I don't know what you're doing. You're you're coming up with these stories about you know 72 year old men trying to burn all the Jews. Mm. I didn't come up with it. Yeah, Google did. Where do you get your information, Mister Dito? Google and Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So this dude's name was he only had hmm. one name. Yeah. Sujito. So, so, oh, that's much better than what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sugito. Sugito? Uh, so, I mean, Sugito. He's from uh, Sarong, West Papua, Indonesia. So I would think Sujito, maybe? He sounded like a cool dude. Yeah. So they killed 900, uh, 900, 292 crocodiles for this guy. Man. They wanted every last one. I mean, I don't know how many there were, but Jesus. I mean, just to be able to find 292 crocodiles, that's a problem. I don't care where you are. I wonder if they ate them. I would eat them. Who, the guy? Well, no, the, the crocodiles. Oh, the crocodiles? I mean, because if you're going to kill 292 animals, man, that's that's a barbecue would right they there. Would they eat the guy, the one that ate the guy? I don't know. It'd be that, like turducken, right? It, yeah, it's like turducken cannibalism <laughs> with a crocodile. Mm. Okay, so the villagers... Croc human. The villagers buried Sugado on Saturday. <laughs> but putting his body into the ground was not a calming act of catharsis. How did they get his body? Did the crocodile uh, just eat like part of him? I don't know. They said he killed killed the guy. Didn't say he ate him. So hmm. maybe it's just 
twas but a flesh wound. Yeah, that's, that's really all it takes. Know, one one bite from a crocodile, you're done. Indonesia, you kind of bleed a little bit, maybe. Yeah. There's no urgent to the doctor. There's no urgent care in West Papua, Indonesia. No, they got to <laughs> chopper you out. Uh, <laughs> instead, mourners in the Sarong district of West Papua, Indonesia, gathered shovels and hammers, clubs and ropes, and went looking for the ones responsible for their countrymen's death. Man, and hundreds more. Uh, Sugado, who worked in a tofu factory, wow, was known only by his first name, uh, had been collecting grass for his cattle or possibly vegetables Friday when he wandered into a licensed sanctuary that breeds endangered saltwater and New Guinea crocodiles. Well, that's unfortunate for everyone. Um, Guards heard his screams for help, but by the time help arrived, it was too late. Over the next day, animus among the villagers towards the animals and the people raising them intensified. At first, the outraged villagers tore apart the sanctuary's office. Then they went after the animals. God. This, uh... This is getting less cool. This is a lot of rage. Like, now that I know that there were other people that were, like, running an animal sanctuary and this idiot wandered in there, I don't know, I'm kind of on Team Crocodile now. Come on, man. Sugado didn't deserve to die. Well, surely there was a fence. He, uh, he might have been an idiot. Well, if you see a nice patch of yams, like he, he might have just pass that up. He might have just been like the Stevo of his village, like mm. just doing this on a dare. I'm gonna yeah. go get the rhubarb from the crocodile sanctuary. <laughs> rhubarb? <laughs> I don't know where rhubarb grows. I have no idea. You took my okay. Uh, <laughs> the villagers killed. Adult crocodiles, nearly seven feet long, and pulled hatchlings from nests, bashing them against the ground until they stopped moving. Goodness <sighs> gracious. Uh, as many as 40 police officers tried to stop the killings, but the crowd had swelled to 600 and could not be stopped. Now, there's 600 um, guys with machetes that are not afraid of crocodiles. What are you going to do, cop? <laughs> yeah, take a hammer to the eye because you didn't want the <laughs> crocodile today. Um, uh, let's see. We couldn't do anything. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we were outnumbered. The situation was so tense. Mm, I, I probably could have got away with that. Uh, <laughs> Strong police chief Donna made Sutarna. What? Anyway, the to- in total, the villagers killed 292 crocodiles, which I said. Um, whenever Reptile was dead, they dragged him into a giant bloody pile, then took selfies. So they have cell phones and machetes. Cell phones and hammers, cell phones and ropes. Man. That's... We're just turning the page quietly. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just ease on to the next. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Hey, uh, those, um, those, uh, that soccer team was rescued. Yeah, the, the, the Thai soccer team. Yeah. With no help from Elon Musk. Oh, bullshit, man. He tried. He like showed up on the last day when they already had a plan. Come on. He showed up with a submarine. What did you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I also didn't go on Twitter talking about how I was going to go save those kids. <laughs> well, he felt like he could do something. He put yeah. his engineering team to work and came up with a yeah. But you know what? He five foot six torpedo that a person could fit in. And then he accused one of the diving rescuers of being a pedophile. That's right. So I mean, uh, oh, they didn't want to take my submarine, <laughs> so they must be. No, that dude was talking shit. He told him to stick his submarine submarine up his ass. And very well, he should. Fuck you, Brennan's. Stick to shooting your electric cars into space with the body of your enemy as a driver. <laughs> it's called autopilot, Brennan. <laughs> I mean, Zombo pilot. Zombo pilot. <laughs> Let's do some tinfoil. T- oh, we got friend questions. Though. Yeah, we got a bunch Let's of friend questions. Do that shit. 
I put my phone in airplane mode and now I'm all messed up because I listened to you. Are you on the Wi-Fi? No. Okay. Here we go. Okay. F.W. Murnau asks, who would win in a fight to the death between Marmaduke and Scooby-Doo? See, I don't know much about Marmaduke. Uh, was he a coward? Because <laughs> Scooby-Doo was. I mean, Marmaduke and Scooby-Doo are basically the same animal, only one's a little bit lighter and one's wearing a hat, I think. Is that true? I think. I don't know. I'm just making it up. I don't remember. I think Marmaduke has a hat. Yeah. I, I, I never have been a Scooby-Doo or Marmaduke fan. I mean, I, I was into Scooby-Doo. I loved yeah. Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. But Marmaduke I have no knowledge of other than the fact that it's not funny, apparently. Marmaduke the movie? <laughs> I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I imagine the movie's probably not very funny. Let's put Marmaduke the movie up against Scooby-Doo the movie. Or Marmaduke the movie against Scooby-Doo the cartoon. Is Scooby-Doo alone because he's hardly ever without Shaggy? Yeah, that's true. You don't you don't really get Scooby-Doo, you know. Unless Marmaduke killed Shaggy, and that's why Scooby-Doo is in a fight with him. Yeah, maybe this is like a blood feud situation. Yeah. I mean, and just Scooby-Doo would lose his shit, right? Yeah. It's his best friend. Not to mention Scooby-Doo's long dead by now. Had to be 50 years ago he died. Well, I mean, Marmaduke's pretty old, too. This is true. Okay, Battle of the Zombo. Fucking <laughs> giant dogs. Zombie Marmaduke versus Zombie Scooby-Doo? Yep. Uh, I would say Zombie Scooby-Doo because Zombie Scooby-Doo would have a more ravenous appetite. Would he? Oh. Yeah. Good point. See? Wow. What a great question. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. From a dead German director. I'm fucking you, lying my ass off right now. But, uh, <laughs> Eric Eddy asks, what, what is the best movie remake of all time? Hmm. I'm going to take my chances and say Top Gun 2. <laughs> Top Gun 2? <laughs> Just banking on the fact that it might be a remake? <laughs> no, it's it's being made. I know, but it's yeah, not that's a, rem- a sequel. That's not a remake. Yeah, that's a sequel. Uh, I mean, um, the most acceptable answer that most people would give you would be The Thing. Mm. But I don't really feel like that's a remake of the original movie. Have you ever seen The Thing from Another World? Nothing like that. Yeah, it's nothing it's, like It's that. like, it's, it's a reimagining, really, more than a remake. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah. Let's see. The Fly? The Cronenberg Fly is a remake. Oh, yeah, that is really good. That's pretty great. What about the King uh, King Kong? You know, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, I'll go with that. King Kong. King Kong's pretty solid. Just because I can't remember any other remake. Okay, let's see. Uh, Jessica Joy asks... Can you eat your height in Subway $5 footlongs, and would you do it to impress a girl? Mm, does the girl like Bukaki? <laughs> I don't know, man. If she's into a dude that'll eat, like, eat his height in $5 footlongs, probably. If you're going to put me through that, you got to take a link along on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not really Bukaki, though. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to double load on you if you make me eat <laughs> fucking five... <laughs> Five foot ten inches of subway. So you would have to eat almost six subway sandwiches. Correct. To impress this girl. Why Uh, would anybody be impressed by that? I don't know. Do you know what kind of shape I'm in? I'm obviously not gonna be around for uh first anniversary. (laughs) You're gonna like Alex Toth it right here on the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know, man. on one on one hand I'm like that date ain't lasting long either, because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be passing gas from that cheap meat yeah you're gonna be deucing it by number two yeah so hope she's patient i don't know <laughs> what a weird question That's what about weird... you brennan um well i mean it would depend because like first of all you either don't want to be around a person that would be impressed by this in the first place at all or maybe she's just like amazing because she would understand what a feat of strength that is a feat of strength consuming <laughs> six feet of sandwich that's a feat of strength I don't know, man. That's table muscle. What did Hercules have to do to fucking... He had to bring the head of fucking Medusa or whatever. But he didn't have to eat six sandwiches from Subway. That's right. That's right. Like, 
with his like little weak Hercules, Greek digestive a, system, Hercules. there's no way he, he wouldn't be able to do it. No, like no. eating modern well, he, food that had been like processed. God, he is half god. Yeah, but eating modern processed food, no way. <laughs> After he's been eating a Mediterranean diet his whole life, that's true. Yeah, he, he would have diarrhea by like three inches of that sandwich. <laughs> And in that way, we are superior to the gods. That's true. I did come from Pasadena, so I am used to all the chemicals. Yeah, you're, like, invulnerable to most, like, first world pesticides right there. <laughs> Ooh, another foreshadowing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Rob Zip asks, would you like a purple nurple? Uh, I, I generally prefer that my nurples are not purple. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with my nurples as well. Yeah, I, I generally try to avoid the purple nurple, the you know, the... The Indian burn, the swirly, you know, mm-hmm. try to stay away from all of those things. If Maybe possible. after I eat six subway sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> do your worst. <laughs> I won't even be able to feel that shit. My face would be numb. Yeah, into sandwich three. Uh, Dieter Thomason, friend of the show, Thomason Dieter asks, "What was the best pot brownie or brownies that you've ever had?" I don't know that I I've, think that question's worded wrong. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a good experience with that. I mean, any sort of edible, like... Should we tell our story of when we ate pot brownies together? I mean... In my apartment? Sure, I guess. Okay. What do you remember? <laughs> um, let's see. I remember we used Atkins Diet Brownie Mix. Yes, we did. Which was mistake number one. <laughs> <laughs> they they turned out awful. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't remember them being that bad. I, they, they weren't that good. They weren't good. Well, I don't think they're supposed to be. They, they, yeah, it's... I, I remember... Between the three of us, we each ate a third of a nine by nine pan, <laughs> which was mis- mistake number two. Um, <laughs> I remember specifically whenever it started for me, we were watching Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and they were about to do Thunderdome. Uh-huh. And whenever the guy says, Dying time is here, right then is where it started for me. Oh my God. No, I remember that specific moment. I remember you going to the bathroom, coming out, and me and Kara remember where we're. I was playing a piano and she was reading from a science book and we thought we'd invented a genre of music. <laughs> um, and from that moment on, it was just kind of dissolved into a nightmare of when is this going to end? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't, it was a, it took a really, it took a long, it took time. like 12 hours to really kind of yeah. get back to normal. Uh, I would say the journey to normal started 12 hours. Later. Yeah. That, that, that's when I was like, okay, I can probably eat some food and have a conversation with another human being. Yeah. Uh, I just remember laying on my floor, staring at the ceiling, wondering how far is this going to go? Yeah. Because <laughs> it seemed like every five minutes I would get more and more wasted. Yeah. And Kara was afraid she was going to die. Which is normal. Yeah, which is normal. But like, I was like trying to sleep on the couch and she was just like, we're going to die. Wake up. We're going to die. <laughs> and I was like, no. No. <laughs> this was Wake just- up. We're going to die. No. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, a lot of like her fear of the situation was coming off of the of the previous situation that had had happened a couple of weeks ago. Whenever uh, a couple weeks from before that time, that Dean had come over to our apartment and mm-hmm. I had passed out in the bathroom and bumped my head on the toilet and had a seizure. Uh, I thought it was the bathtub. The bathtub. That's right. Yeah. I was at the toilet and I fell over and bumped my head and had a seizure. Dean's immediate re- reaction was, uh, "We should probably get out of here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. Good time. Uh that's it for friend questions. Apparently uh Eric Eddie and Thomason have stories to tell each other. Alright. That was my phone making the buzz. Phone's not the only one. Um 
<laughs> you want to do some tinfoil Terry? Yeah, sure. UFOs! See a Crazy unexplained shit. It's just tinfoil Terry. So, what were we talking about, Brennan? Monsanto? That's correct. Okay, so how did this all start? I've I've been into Monsanto for years. I'm he follows about, their early work. Oh my god! <laughs> finally, um, so when was this? The early two thousands. I got a DVD in the mail because I ordered it, <laughs> and it was uh, it just had Monsanto written in uh, Sharpie on it. Oh, god, that's and good. Uh, I played it. And I learned that Monsanto is like one of the most evil corporations ever to be in existence on planet Earth. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> End of story. They're fucking evil, period. Yeah. Um, they've done more damage worldwide than any country probably alone could have done. Yeah. Like they've, they've affected uh, India to the point where like thousands of farmers committed suicide. Yeah. Because of their, their, uh, seed products um they're just they're terrible they're fucking terrible they they've uh they've probably killed as many people as like war in the 20th century um i mean they're still in business so well <laughs> good so is the military that. industrial complex so <laughs> that's true uh so this story is uh this um monsanto's on trial right now right and you know i haven't been keeping up with them as a conspiracy person lately but it seems like Monsanto's never been held accountable for their products causing cancer. Right. And hopefully this trial ends in their products uh, round up getting taken off the market. Yeah. Um, did you read this? Uh, no, this one I didn't get to read. Oh, okay. So this guy uh, um, in San Francisco, I believe, mm-hmm. um, his job was to spray... Uh, property for the school district i guess it was a weed killer roundup right a weed killer um his tank ruptured and he got soaked in the stuff almost immediately he began getting uh lesions all over his body cancerous lesions oh my god um so he contacted monsanto and tried to figure out is this shit cancerous mm-hmm. and monsanto never replied to the guy right so he kept on working it ruptures again his cancer got on, got round up on on it again. Oh my like, god! And it just got worse. Um, so three years later, this guy is like near death, you mm-hmm. know, and he's finally like taken Monsanto to trial. Yeah. <clears throat> um, in the past, Monsanto said Roundup is so safe you could drink it. Right. It's the same. It's the same strategy as fracking water. Right. They'll they'll claim it's safe. People get sick, and they don't. They don't change their tune at all. Right. You know, and they, they lack the testing to say that it, that it is poisonous or can't, uh, a carcinogen because they don't do the tests to say it is because they're afraid of the results. Right. And they're afraid of these circumstances where they're being sued and they'll have to release those tests to, uh, the court. Right. So it's just a really fucked up situation because, They've gotten away with it so long, mm-hmm. and they've known that this stuff causes uh, tumors in rats. Like right, but they'll 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 hide the science or say those tests were done improperly. 
Right. And they'll they'll find out, you know, any excuse to, to dismiss those those findings. Um I have a question. Yeah. What is he carrying all of this roundup in where the tank just keeps on rupturing? He works for the school district. <laughs> school districts don't don't pay for uh new stuff when it gets broken. They just want you to fix it and keep going. Yeah, that's that's not cool. Nah, <laughs> I'm just making that up. But uh <laughs> so in in doing a little research on this, uh I found out that a lot of um Roundup products are used in the production of dog food. Right. Animal food. Yeah. Uh, and dogs have the highest cancer rate below of any of any animal in the animal kingdom hmm. because we feed them. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Holy shit. I mean, if you're out there and you care about your dog, you should be very offended that this shit even exists. Oh my God. And it makes me think like, you know, both my cats died of having tumors yeah susie had a tumor on her thyroid mm-hmm. destro just had a tumor inside his body yeah uh and my sister's dog just a couple of years ago died of cancer yeah hmm. uh dean's dean's a uh, couple of dean's cats died from cancer yeah it's like kind of i mean i never really put those together yeah until i i did this you know a little bit of research for this story is it true i don't fucking know i, I haven't seen the the results uh i haven't seen any testing you know, it's just what I what I heard, yeah. and you know, obviously don't don't use us as a source of information. Don't use us as a source. No, that's we're a terrible source ridiculous. of information. I can barely fucking put a sentence together today, and I've been drinking for hours. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the only the only good part, like I said about this story, is uh, something should be done if everything goes the way it should. If yeah. our if our justice system is as great as I believe it to be. <laughs> Wow. This, this corporation's going to be held accountable. Um, We're finally going to stop Monsanto. <laughs> they uh, would have got away for it, with it if it wasn't for this plucky <laughs> groundskeeper. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully they don't pass a law in the next couple weeks that it's uh, illegal to sue a company for any reason. That's entirely possible. It's possible. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool that, I mean, it's not cool at all, but because this guy is at death's door... They're really moving this case along. Right. Like they're they're not letting any. They're not letting Monsanto um, drag their feet on anything. Right. So uh, the estimate is this this trial should be over in a matter of weeks. Wow. Yeah. So that'll be something we can keep in touch with. Yeah, we definitely need to follow up on this. Another thing I found out was Monsanto was recently purchased by the Bear Company. Yeah. Just throwing that in there. Didn't they? Weren't they started by the Nazis? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Bear was actually, yeah, yeah, started by the Nazis. Don't rely on us for the facts, folks. Look it up for yourself. <laughs> that might not be true, but we're, they probably have done some evil stuff, dude. We're getting so sued tomorrow. Um, Bear actually manufactured Zyklon B. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler took aspirin every night before bed. Yeah, that's why he lived so long. That's why he's still living in Argentina right now. Yeah. Uh, Monsanto earns $1.9 a year from Roundup. And 10.2 billion from seeds and genomics. So that often contain Roundup. Yes, <laughs> or uh, products that are associated with Roundup. To where if you spray them with a certain chemical, they will like secrete Roundup. <laughs> the whole movement for organic food. Um, I don't know if our listeners have done the research, but uh, it's because of Monsanto that that movement started. Because they're genetically engineering uh, wheat to be more resistant to pets, right. pests, 
to pets. So Freudian That's split. why all the dogs are getting cancer. Um, and weeds. Uh, but the funny thing is, the weeds and insects are just becoming immune to it. Yeah. So, so I don't know what the fuck. Like, we're breeding superbugs. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're going to have genetically bred pestilence on yeah. planet Earth. And we can only hope that there's going to be like guys with machetes and like cell phones <laughs> that are going to be fighting these giant bugs where they start taking our lives. Maybe we can team up with the crocodiles. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll inject ourselves with crocodile blood. Maybe we could ride the crocodiles like Dino Boy. Uh, I don't trust them that much. <laughs> yeah, it's that crocodile smile, man. You can't trust it. Yeah. Um, our next story. Yes, we're doing multiple stories for Tenfold Tirade now because yeah. I've been an idiot this whole time. Um, Iraq. Uh, back in the Saddam Hussein days, do you remember this at all? I remember this. Like this was this was brought up before, like all those other reasons to go to war with Saddam Hussein. I think this was like this was kind of like a little bit of a blip on kind of conspiracy theory weirdness, you know, yeah. kind of back channels. But I don't really remember like hearing much else about it. Um. So back in the what was it early two thousand? It was early two thousands, like two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh, Iraq bought. 4,000 PlayStation 2s in a bid for world conquest. <laughs> uh, that was the, that's the headline of the story, basically. But uh, so apparently, they were just really into Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to build. They wanted to use PlayStation 2s as um, uh, missile guidance systems. Yeah, they were using the processors from there because it could like process like so many calculations per you know. Not only that, order. but the graphics card because it could render targets. Yeah, live while the missile was fired. Yeah, and that might sound really. Ri- Ooh, I almost said the R word. I don't know if I'm allowed anymore, but uh, <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> is what I meant to say. But uh, <laughs> um, if you if you think about the time back then, um, computing power wasn't really that high. Yeah, I mean, a PlayStation Two was a pretty good computer that you could get for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, really. And if if you knew how to kind of hack it and reverse engineer it, it's it's perfectly plausible that you could use that for some sort of missile guidance system. Just just makes me wonder you could, what you could do with like a Switch or like a PS4 now. I mean, oh well, man, I'm sure the possibilities are endless. Hmm. What was the computing power they used to get to the moon? It was like it's like a basically like like a Texas yeah like a Texas right? Instruments calculator. Yeah, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is basically sounding the alarm back in the day that. Uh, they were importing our highest technologies to uh, create a missile system that I don't know who were they afraid of in in uh, Iraq back then? Just us? Well, us, yeah. I mean, they, they essentially were trying to develop something that could pilot a drone. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe a guided. Yeah, guided missiles are basically. Yeah, it's just a drone that blows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. high speed rocket drone. Um, I don't know. This is a side story to this, but uh, did you read the article that said the army? Made a supercomputer. Yeah, how they uh, they basically like daisy chained a bunch of uh, PS3s together, the processors from those, and made like some sort of weird supercomputer or something. Right. Did you see the cost comparison? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, so what they what they could have bought through the probably some military contractor. Yeah. Would have been ten thousand dollars per unit. Right. What they spent in a PS3 was what four hundred. No, like a new PS3, like now. It's probably like two hundred bucks. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, but I don't know when that. Yeah, it was it was a couple of years old. But out. I mean, so let's just assume three hundred dollars for a PS3. How much were they when they first came out? Yeah, they were like three four hundred bucks. Yeah, so that was probably like cutting edge technology. Yeah, or not? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean for the time, it was apparently you get. put how many were there? Like two hundred? 
they had several hundred of them like kind of linked together yeah to make a supercomputer yeah that's pretty incredible yeah which made me think like as fast as technology changes i know you know that's outdated by now and that's probably just only a couple years ago yeah but so it made me think of the nsa uh that big facility in in nevada yeah what is that full of Hmm. what's listening to us right now like is it super outdated technology (laughs) it's just atari jaguars (laughs) ten thousand of them (laughs) it's really hot in there (laughs) god how much money did nintendo or that's sony right ps3 yeah yeah oh man no wonder the japanese can build up their navy now yeah (laughs) they bought we bought thousands and thousands of ps3 uh what else we got brennan uh let's see oh oh the 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 british spy like the british intelligence report that came out recently uh yeah apparently the last 50 years or so um the uk government has finally come out and said that they've been trying to research ufo technology they've been trying to essentially capture a downed ufo in england in hopes of harvesting the technology and basically doing all the things that the u.s government has been doing all these years (laughs) Yeah, between 1947 and 1997. Yeah, so I mean, this is this this information. You know, that was 20 years ago, but I mean, so there's no telling how much they've been doing in the last 20 years, even. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they 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 ultimately they had uh, two separate desks that they were operating. One was uh, where people could call in and report their UFO sightings. Yeah, and the second desk was like a uh, like a dispatch desk where they would send out spies and you know, kind of. I'm sure they were probably milling about with like the UFO community and going out and investigating cases and. Which, that's a great job. How do you get that job? But got to keep your trap shut, Brennan. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> can't be on a podcast. Can't be on a podcast sure. like talking about all this stuff. So, uh, damn it, blew my opportunity. It was uh, it was really okay. You know, I'm building my own Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I have some UFO shit on there. Um, really? <laughs> I have the uh, the unsolved mysteries UFO collection mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of stories that i saw out of england were pretty fucking fantastic yeah you like england has pretty good ufo shit i mean and it goes back a long ways too yeah uh the whole random rendlesham forest incident mm-hmm. was uh so there's there's this area called rendlesham forest on one side there's an american air force base on the other side there's a british air force base yeah it's like all the like ref like uh yeah. u.s air force interactions. yeah it was called uh i think the the case is called RAF Bentwaters, mm-hmm. and that was maybe it was like a joint base or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like they but do a lot of like, like joint activity in England with yeah USAF. But there was a crazy story of this UFO on the ground mm-hmm. and these. Uh, I think it was the Colonel, like the. I think I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he investigated it. He walked around the thing. Yeah, and it took off, but the whole time he was talking into his uh his little tape recorder yeah. that he brought with him and you can hear those tapes yeah so what you're hearing what you're listening to is this guy talking about a ufo that's right in front of him <laughs> it's fucking weird are, are those tapes on youtube uh, i believe they are we, we need to make sure we link those like whenever we put the episode yeah I'll, I'll put it at the end yeah like it. oh hell yeah that'd be awesome yeah um so yeah there there's quite a few uh i didn't realize how how much forest there was in england mm-hmm. like there's a lot of nature yeah. in england I, I just i don't know for some reason i thought it was just a barren rock with old castles on it it's like <laughs> there's like london and some moss this and that's is where the it. queen lives <laughs> this, this is, is where the peasants sleep on the dirt that's about it and then there's ireland over there oh they have this thing called damp <laughs> do you know what that is no 
<laughs> it's just mold that grows in their house. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's this uh show on Netflix. Uh I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's basically like the slums of England. Yeah. And like these slum lords uh just basically don't upkeep their their rental properties and there's holes in the fucking ceilings wow. and walls and shit. Electricals just coming out of one plug. It's weird. Oh my god. Weird shit, man. Yeah, good thing we don't have anything like that here. No sir. <laughs> Brennan, I think that's it. I think so, too. We got anything else? I don't have anything else. What do you got going this week? What do I got going this week? You got to pick up your son tomorrow, huh? Uh, No, actually, he's going to be... Like, Kara doesn't have school this week, so he's going to be oh, staying okay, there. Cool. I'm going to pick him up this weekend. We'll probably do something. Don't know what yet. Noise. Yeah. Uh, It's Jessica's birthday this weekend, so... Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, that's what I'll, I'll be doing. Doing anything special? Of course. Yeah? None of your business. No. Uh, I'm not invited. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll just uh, say thanks to our sponsor, LoneStarButtons.com. If you have a project that you need to promote, buttons are always a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to do buttons, you should get in touch with LoneStarButtons.com. The owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, will break his fucking back (laughs) to get you what you need. Uh, Be it buttons, mirrors, mirrors that are shaped like buttons, uh, rectangle (laughs) mirrors, uh, bottle openers, keychains, I think. Just anything that's round, they'll yeah. pretty much do it for you. Um, what else? Commemorative plates? Yeah, no. No, he doesn't make commemorative <laughs> plates. Uh, you can get in touch with um, Lone Star by email at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Mention the show and get some free shit thrown in for free. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put this on the table right now. Whoever can record the best prank call to Lone Star Buttons... I will pay for your button job. Damn. <laughs> up to 100 buttons. <laughs> so whoever can come up with the best prank call and record it and submit it to the show, I will buy whatever button you want to print up to 100 buttons. Hey, you remember when uh, Howard Stern had the guy with Baba Booey, Baba Booey call into uh, radio stations? <laughs> Don't do that. Say, I want at the very end of the call, say, I want to suck on your hairy tits and then hang up. And uh, we got your button order covered. All right, right here. This Lay is, it down. This, Epis- this is our first promo <laughs> fucking stunt. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to Mockingbird Network. Uh, they are the network that puts up with this and uh, puts us on their website and is very nice to us. So thank you to them. They have a website called MockingbirdNetwork.com. Go over there and check out all the other cool podcasts. Anything else, Brennan? I don't have website revengeoftheworld.com. Hit up all of our social media yeah. accounts. Or what? Revenge of the World on Instagram at ROTW Podcast on Twitter, which I don't use the Twitter. Do you use the Twitter? I do not. We should start using Twitter. Maybe we shall. Maybe we shall. Uh, go follow our YouTube channel because we're about to start loading some shit on there that should be fun. I'll tell you about it later, Brennan. Okay. <laughs> all right. I feel like my mic hasn't been on all night. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. All right. Well, Gently go fuck someone.
site. We're picking up heat reflection off the trees. What's that again? Shine the light on again, Bob. Well, you have trouble hearing Yeah. Get the light on the spot, and then when you want them, okay, turn the light on. Light, you'll notice the white. Hey. You're right. There's a lot of white streak on the tree. It indicates. Uh, Let me turn around this tree over here now. Just a second. Watch go straight on the tree. I can see it. Give me a little side lighting so I can climb the tree. Okay, off. Alpha oh, I lost the tree. Okay, stop, stop. Light off. Hey, this is eerie. This is strange. Here, tell me one look at the spots on the ground. Whoops, watch your nose. Looks like someone came off about 15 to 20 feet up. 
some smaller branches about an inch or less in diameter. Zulu 148, we're hearing very strange sounds out of the farmers, barnyard animals. It's very, very active, making an awful lot of noise. It was in a pigmentation. You just saw a light Right on this position here, straight ahead, in between the tree. There it is again. Watch, straight ahead off my flash right there. Yeah, so there it is. Hey, I see it too. What is it? We don't know, sir. So, yeah, can I get some of Yeah, it's a strange, small red light. Looks the uh, maybe a quarter to a half mile, maybe further out. I'm going to switch off. The light is gone now. It was approximately 120 degrees from the site. Is it back again? Yes, sir. Oh, that's the flashlight set. Let's move out to the edge of the clearing so we can get a better look at it. See if you can get the star scope on it. The light's still there, and all the barnyard animals have gotten quiet now. Yeah, we're heading about 110 to 120 degrees from the site out through to the clearing now. Still getting a reading on the meter. About two clicks. Three to four clicks, getting stronger. Now it's, uh, now it's coming up. Hold up, there we go. About a track four foot off the ground. It's coming to set to 110 degrees. All right, just turn the meter off. You've got to say that again. About four feet off the ground, about 110 degrees, getting the reading of about four clicks. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it's... Now it's dying. Now it's dying. I think it's something other than the ground. I think it's something that's... We just found the first night bird we've seen. We're about 150 or 200 yards from the site. Everything else is just deathly calm. There is no doubt about it. There's some type of strange flashing red light ahead. There's yellow. I saw a yellow tinge in it too. Weird. It, it, it appears to be maybe moving a little bit this way. Yes, it's brighter than it has been. Yellow. It's coming this way. Also it is definitely coming this way. Pieces of it are shooting off. There is no doubt about it. This is weird. Uh, directly 
have lights on them. But uh, this to be about five to ten miles out, maybe less. The half moons are now turned into full circles. As well, there was an ellip eclipse or something there for a minute or two. Doing 315, now we've got an object about ten degrees directly south. Ten degrees off the horizon. And the ones in the north are moving, one's moving away from us. Off the horizon, still moving erratic and similar lights and the 